0: This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. The Scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes Translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the Connoisseurs of Sport. Episode 24.
1: Connoisseurs! It's the Connoisseurs of Sport. We are back. I am, of course, the scout who you all know and love, hopefully. And <laughs> I, don't laugh. I have the new basketball GM with me today, who, um, unfortunately for me, is my brother as well. And also oh. the critic on Why Watch That. He is with us. Um, the football GM, or the GM that you've all come to know and love, is somewhere off on GM Island, uh, sipping him mai high with an umbrella. <laughs> and he sends his best. But uh, welcome, basketball GM.
0: Thank you. I'm also the tennis GM when we get to that, right? We haven't gotten to that yet. Even though there is no GM in tennis.
1: That's true. But we haven't gotten that far yet. We don't want to overwhelm the folks with new people. But yes, he will wear several hats, all of them black. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but look,
0: look, Jeff. Jeff is the football GM. He's got enough to do with that.
1: He he, he does. We gave him a bit of a break, and, and, and
0: we, you, we don't really care about what you have to do. No, you, no one cares about me. I'm, scout,
1: I'm I'm the slave worker.
0: The scout never rests.
1: No, no, no. As, as, as scouts as scouts don't tend to have a lot of time off. Um, the network also won't give me any, so here I am again. <laughs> um, but today, obviously, with the basketball GM in tow, we're going to talk hoops. And when I say hoops, I mean NBA. That's right. We don't do that college stuff over there. Nah, here. We, we we don't do that. Um, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to do my college. You
0: know?
1: <laughs> I'm not going to do my college basketball routine, you know? No. And uh, you know,
0: before we get into that, though, yes. do you think that college football is more informative going into the NFL than college basketball is going into the NBA? 100%. Yeah.
1: I'll say this, and we'll we'll have um, coming up because we're going into the off season, and uh, we obviously have the NFL playoffs going right now, which um, I am not in love with. I, you know, kind of. And why about is that? that? Why
0: are you not in love with it?
1: Because it's too fluky for me.
0: The one and done.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and, and as the scout, I am against fluky stuff, which you will hear <laughs> in a few.
0: But that's exciting for the it. people. The yeah. people get yeah. excited. Look,
1: Look, I never tell people what to do and what to like. It's just not for me.
0: Now, yeah. look. If you, a lot of people, they love it,
1: and they should. If that's your thing, you know, enjoy. I, you yourself. know what
0: I think? It, what it is? It, it's more likely for an underdog to win when you have one and done. Then you right. can have I believe it. right. Then you create those stories, and people get the reward for that. Whereas in the NBA, when you have, uh, you know, you have to play best. Uh, oh yeah, you gotta best, best out of five. Uh, then yeah
1: yeah you, do they still do best I know it used to be the first rounds in the NBA was best out of five then they went into the best out of seven I think now it's the best out of seven across the board yeah yeah right. I think you're right yeah, yeah. So, so you have to essentially be better than someone to win in a series you gotta beat format. them you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta really beat them. beat them and it it brings in all kinds all other elements the coaching the the the, the scheming and preparing preparation because if you see an opponent opponent for two weeks he mm-hmm. drags out for a period a time there, there are different adjustments that the great coaches make i phil jackson was really great at holding on to um, um adjustments until he had you know until he was in the latter part of a series exactly would, you the, the know he would spring this new thing on you a chess you
0: match yes. yeah yeah so, but, but so but why is it more informative to watch college football than it is to watch college basketball when you're thinking of going pro. Pro. Well, when I, again, it's it's always a,
1: obviously it's a projection game when you're trying to evaluate a prospect going from college to pro, and it is difficult in all sports. Mm-hmm. Um, college basketball is just a mess to me. <laughs> I could barely watch it. it. It's just first of all, it, it's a completely different game due to the shot clock. To me, yes. And the three-point arc. Um, And the three-point arc is shorter, which not only does it make cheapen that shot a bit as far as the worth of it, because what happens is you bring in more players that can shoot the three when you move the lineup. The NBA also experimented with that for two seasons. I can't remember which two. Mm -hmm. But it really changes the game on one end from the three-point shot, and also in condensing the floor and making it more and creating more congestion. Yes. Okay, in the mid-range area. Right? right, so it, it, you can't. You got to think of it twofold in that way. So the projection is difficult there. Um, the way it's officiated is completely different. There's some of that in college football too, but it's still college football. I can. It's easier for me to look at a guy and say, okay, these certain skills are gonna translate. Right. Whereas in college basketball, some of these guys, uh, it, it, and this is not just a new thing. It's always been. A lot of times, the guys that excel in college really don't have. The skills or the athleticism, plus skills, to function in that open court kind of environment, like um, uh, Christian Laettner, Christian Laettner, Shane Battier, yeah. we're and we're gonna get into this. I think Christian Laettner would have been great for today's game.
0: Yeah, he well, he would have been useful.
1: Yes, and he yes. wasn't that bad a pro even then. I think he was such a great college star. Um, I'm going to defend Christian Leitner a bit. He wasn't that bad a pro. I think he was a, a victim of his success in college. Right. He was such a superstar
0: yeah, in college. Right.
1: Yeah. He was a, a, what, a, a middle to high teen
0: NBA scorer, I believe. Mm-hmm. 15. And and remember NBA his team. guy? And remember his teammate, Grant Hill, did better in the NBA.
1: Yes. He had more of an NBA game. And I think Duke and Mike Szefsky didn't really go after that style of player. Right. It was more of that So you had that whole joke, and it, there was some truth to it where the Duke player couldn't play in the NBA. They were just great college players and that kind of thing. Um, but I think that has changed a bit uh, with your Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. and it, maybe it hasn't changed as he yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean the, the great college player who was a great Duke NBA player? player. Well, yeah. Carmelo. Carmelo, who laughed Carmelo, at really- Right.
1: Carmelo, and we, we joke about this at our house and always have, we loved, I always was a Syracuse fan when I was a tyke, and that came from more being um, a troll, because I was, everyone around me was Georgetown, Georgetown, George Georgetown, Georgetown. The Hoyas, so, the Hoyas. Right. So me being a contrarian with that I am, I said, you know what, I like Syracuse. And so I, I latched on to the Sherman Douglas, Derek Coleman. I don't know if everyone remembers that era, but you Derek know. Derek Coleman. <laughs> they, I'm dating myself. Derek Coleman, yeah. Billy Owens. Um, the, you know, what he used to throw the alley oops and that sort of thing. I was in love with Syracuse and then years and years down the like Carmelo showed up. Um, and, and left really his, way, laughed to his a- way to a right to a national championship. It was a joke.
0: Yeah. To think I remember we were watching, um, that championship game. Yeah, uh, and we were like, "Is he still going to be laughing? And is he going to take yes. it seriously?" No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I believe they beat Kansas. I believe yeah. that was the Kansas team they beat with. Um, who's the guy? Uh, the point guard uh, that that played for the Bulls now is just terrible. Whereas the glass the protective glasses now was was on that team. I believe Heinrich
0: <laughs> Kirk Heinrich Heinrich. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, he, he it, That it was it was Carmelo and the the, the really long guy uh, that played for them, Hakeem. Keem Warwick, was that his name? That
0: sounds about
1: right. He had a a cup of coffee for the Memphis Grizzlies, what they call it. He had a short stint with them. Uh, But all that to say, college basketball to me is a mess projection-wise. I don't know how you do it, per se.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, You know, the guy, the big-time guy at college now, I understand, is Ben Simmons. Mm He's from LSU now. Um, Can he shoot from three? I don't think he shoots the ball at all. He's really uh, You know, he's he's like six ten. A handle. That don't mean ball. nothing well, in this
0: is NBA. You gotta shoot from three, regardless of how tall you are. Uh, you're
1: segueing weighing already. Yes, um, he's he's a, a, a dynamite ball handler for a size, really moves like a guy much smaller, um, create, uh, coordinated. You know, usually when you get the bigger guys, you get them the kind of, you know, lead foot you're used to seeing. No, and this that, guy is say, quick off the dribble, but um, pass as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and what you're saying is important in, in today's NBA. Now we are kind of segueing into... Yeah, let's um, just move into it. Let's just yeah. get... get I, I'll so just start I, with so this. Just to say, our yeah. main topic, is new school versus old school. We've talked about this a bit before in in the previous episode we did on the NBA. And uh, what I was saying, based on what you're saying about Simmons, uh, big dudes now need to have small dude game. You got to be able to handle the ball. You got to be able to shoot. And you got to be able to face up. I mean, there are all kinds of things that are are moving into the NBA that are that we haven't seen um, typically in the NBA outside of Olajuwon. Uh and even they've gone beyond him. You get yeah, more of the, right. You get more of the Dirk Nowitzki uh, mode, uh, right. Uh, right? Even Por, Porzingis. Yes, mm-hmm. and even like Dirk Nowitzki
1: and Porzingis, I really. Um, I do enjoy them. I'm not big on this, this, this running around like a chicken with your head cut off to find a three point shot play. All yeah. right, let's just start there. I don't like it, and I said that before. Doesn't mean you shouldn't. I don't. Now, Porzingis and even a Dirk Nowitzki have more dimensions to their game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To me, I like Porzingis a lot. I think he'll develop very nicely, Um, but I don't think he is one-dimensional in that way or looks to be one-dimensional I should say what do you uh,
0: mean what one-dimensional
1: in what way whereas either I'm shooting a three or I'm driving all the way to the hoop to run into someone and get fouled right so the the mid-range dimensional right mm-hmm. the depth of the the, the the mid-range game has really bothered me especially for someone who was as I said before in love with the early 2000s the, uh, the Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter when he was a Raptor, the Vinsanity years, um, Allen Iverson, um, and the list goes on and on. There were just a ton of guys that I thought were well-rounded as offensive players, and that's what I like to see. Um, multi- multiple dimensions to that game. You really couldn't stop them.
0: Right, and, and a part of it, it, it's the artistry of the game. Yes, the artistry yeah. has been
1: removed to me. And I want to Thank all these stat geeks out here, <laughs> okay, for presenting these efficiency numbers and thereby convincing the people in charge that the mid-range game is uh, a, a
0: fool's errand. Right, and and the, the, basically the premise is, uh, if you're in the mid-range, you're essentially losing a point because you could step a couple of feet back, mm-hmm and get a three-point shot instead of a two-point shot. And the difference in makes isn't enough to overcome that. So right. why not just drive to the basket to have a uh, more of a guarantee that you're going to make that right. two-point
1: shot? Your, your percentage raises significantly enough if you drive to the hoop. Right. Where either A, you'll make the shot, or B, get fouled, right. or C, both. Especially exactly. the way they, they officiate around the basket now, where you come near someone, they're blowing a the whistle. It's just uh, can, impossible you to defend.
0: Can't even look if you're in the paint as a defender, it's a foul. I mean, yes, you're just standing; it, it, it's ridiculous.
1: It's impossible. I mean, you got guys driving into people on purpose.
0: Right. I mean, which, you mentioned you mentioned the '90s, that '96 class. Um. Oh, do yeah. how think about how they were treated in the paint? I mean, really, <laughs> right? Come on. right. These people, you see, you like didn't even touch the guy. I mean, come on, you're calling a foul. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really about that. It's going for foul, uh, or going for a three, or if you're in some sort of transition game, yeah, then all bets are off. But in transition, now it's threes. Yes. And this is
1: all obviously, um, Headlined by the Golden State Warriors.
0: Yeah, they are again. Here they come.
1: Now, what I will say about them, and you brought this to my attention. Okay.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Okay, let me start by saying this.
1: When I watch them, they look like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. (laughs) Three point ball, and that you know that is really driven by their point guard, who everyone loves. And don't get me wrong; he's a he's a really he's a very good player. Um,
0: Oh yeah, we know that.
1: Yeah, I liked him a lot more when Mark Jackson was the coach. That's because Mark Jackson was like, um, no, you not, though. Right, and there was some, again, he's going to get his threes. If I'm coaching him, I'm like, Steph, look, take your threes by all means. I'm not right. saying that. But when everything you do offensively is geared toward, I got to get this three off, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Okay. So now, the- the
0: art, now, see, and when you get to their stats, they lead the league in three-point percentage. Yes, um, by far at forty-two and a half percent from three as a team, which is ridiculous, yeah. and there's a, a very close second in three-point attempts. So that's why you know now Luke Walton is like, uh, you know, he's like the team wolf coach. So let me just sit down. You guys do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, really. you know? and you
1: know what? And the thing is, I, me, aesthetically, I don't want to see it. And artistically, the, the art, the I art. don't think there's anything there. But. As far as effectiveness for them, Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. I think, and I, you know, I'm using the dreaded "should" word. This is how they should play because they're so good at it.
0: Now, is this how they should play in the regular season?
1: This is where we're going. This Uh, is what you mentioned to me, right? This Mm -hmm.
0: when you get to the postseason,
1: where if you remember, we'll take it. I'm not even gonna. Everyone remembers the finals against Cleveland. Yes. Okay. And no one remembers with them being slowed down by Memphis, I believe in the second round, mm-hmm. um, where they had the great Tony Allen. on mm-hmm. Steph Curry who really gave Steph Curry fits. And they were having problems with Memphis. And no one's going to remember this cuz we tend not to remember anything beyond who won, right? Mhm. And mm-hmm when and where LeBron was involved in something. People tend to remember that. But way back in the second round of the Western Conference, I believe it was the second round, Memphis was giving Golden State problems because Tony Allen, you can take Tony Allen and put him on any perimeter defender. He will slow them. And that's what's happening. And he's
0: a a relic of the past, Tony
1: Allen. Yes, he is a player from what I would call our era when we were most in... Intrigued and in love with the NBA, which was that post-Jordan era with the people we mentioned, where the league was just littered with offensively diverse guys who really were hard. Guys that could score on a set defense is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not in transition, not when things are moving around and, and the defense is moving so they have an advantage. Guys that you could load up on them and you still couldn't stop them. That was the best for me. And Tony mm-hmm. Allen is, is, is a relic of that era where you needed guys like that so that you could put them on Tracy McGrady the guys like Tracy McGrady, even like a Carmelo
0: Anthony back then, and slow them enough for your team defense to kick in, right? Right. And, yeah, you're right. This was the conference semifinals last year when they met Memphis. Right. Um, just so you know, Curry was the high point guy uh-huh. for four of those six games. Let me guess the last four. No, let, no the first one. Now, here's what's interesting. Uh-huh. He had 22 points in their first game. That was the high.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, this that was the perfect, high. Because it's going to yeah, lead right, right into what we're talking about, right? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Now, they won that game on his 22. Um, the third game that they lost, he was the high point man at 23. Mm. And remember, everybody, this is for both teams. <laughs> right. The next game they won, he was the high-point guy at 33. There it goes.
1: Uh.
0: And the last game, he was the high-point guy at
1: 32. Now, when did Tony Allen? See, Tony Allen got hurt in that series.
0: There you go. See? <laughs> there you go. It is amazing. I also want to throw in that the fifth game, Clay Thompson was the high point man at 21, and they won that game too. Uh-huh. Uh, so see, very, what you were saying about Tony Allen, yeah, he got injured. I remembered, and he went out, and then Curry yep. was like, whoa I'm free. Yes.
1: <laughs> that brings me to, also, when we talk about Steph Curry, I think he's more But if we want to talk about, again, the era prior to, prior to what I called the LeBron era, when we kind of got... Um, the heat-seeking missile play where you run in trying to get fouled, what I like to call it, barring it from Ronnie Nunn and making the call with Ronnie Nunn. The heat-seeking missile, which is a, an offensive player just driving to the front of the rim and looking for contact so that they can go to the foul line. That was ushered in, I believe, with the LeBron era and those types of players. Because LeBron James is notorious for that, right? And you have a lot of guys that follow suit with that. Now, the three-point thing, right? I look at Steph Curry, and I look at those 22 a game, that 22, 22, 21, 23. That's the player he is to me because of where I'm coming from, where I have seen what I like to see. I think he's a 22 to 25 a game guy who is in an era that maximizes who he is, which pushes him up to the 28 29 30 point range i don't think he scores like that in the tony allen era because there were more guys you could you you had to say all right dog him stay on him yep okay and we're gonna limit him. and i remember that the tony allen went out and then he vaults from a 22 a game guy or 22 score point score up to the 30s you see right mm-hmm. and and like to your point for him to lead both teams in scoring at 22, and for the high man in those games to be at 21, 22, 23, tells you what kind of series you're in. Yeah. Right? So fast forward to the finals, where he had problems with Mr. Udala Vadova was it? Yes. Uh-huh. And again, you had a similar series where the points were depressed. Cleveland was slowing them down. Right? And who was the finals MVP? Was it another relic from the past? Iguodala, <laughs> Andre Iguodala, another defensive-minded swingman type, kind of from the Tony Allen school. A little more diverse offensively, but nevertheless, a guy you could throw in LeBron James, right? And LeBron had volume-wise had big numbers, but as all the stackies love their efficiency, he yeah. was what, at, at mid-thirties shooting
0: that's
1: which details, yeah. uh, and we'll probably on the, in a later podcast getting to how we feel about LeBron James as a player. Um, but I've always contended and still contend that he's limited offensively, and and whenever you get a guy like that that you can slap on him, especially in a situation where the stakes are high, his shooting is really going to tail off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So, point being, the world we live in now. Okay, it's maximized by a perfectly built team in the Golden State Warriors who have, they have a particular player who I think really is, I mean, Steph Curry, I don't want to say Steph Curry isn't the engine because he is, don't get me wrong. That offense really runs because of his unique skill set, right, which is an ability to throw the ball at the rim and have it go in a lot of the time. I mean, his release points vary. They, it drives me nuts because, you know, I'm really big on um, um, how you shoot your shot. Is your release point consistent? Uh, your balance and things like that. He completely breaks the mold in that in that regard. He, I mean, sometimes it looks like he's shooting a chest, throwing a chest pass in the rim.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, so, right. Um, so it's a lot of motion in their offense, a lot of screen roll. and But they have a guy by the name of Draymond Green. I've said this before. Who really is, I think, who puts them over the top and allows them to play the way they do. Okay, and
0: so what do you mean by that with, when it comes to Green? And, and th- it, a bit of it is Iguadala as well. These glue. The heck, I'm sorry, I left him out. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, sort of. We talked about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really Steph Curry is 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 the the. Uh... The, the, the window dressing. I mean, it's a little more than that. I don't want to minimize Steph Curry. I don't want it to come off that way. That's not, uh, it's because some of the terminology seems like I'm doing that. I'm not, but mm-hmm. he's who people latch on to. Right. The dirty work that really makes them who they are regarding them being an elite team because they are, what makes them, what are they? 38 and three. Yeah. What makes them 38 and three is those guys. Okay, it's Draymond Green. It's Andre Iguodala who helps them. Also. Thirty-seven and three, right? What we don't, what we're not used to seeing, because I think that the the, the father of the Golden State Warriors, people would say, is the uh, the Phoenix Suns team with Steve Nash. Yeah, difference being they didn't defend. No, this Golden State team mm-hmm. defends. Now, why do they defend? One, Draymond Green's a great defender. Okay, and he's also versatile. So he can defend a big guy. Jermon Green's like, what, six seven six, six eight. 6'8", but you mm-hmm. can put him on a big guy. Now, at the same time, the league has gone away from big guys, so that helps. Exactly. Right? So it's not – it's always too – you know, yeah. you're pushing and pulling. You're hitting it from both angles. They're less traditional big men, right? And you yeah. have a guy who can defend people that are taller than him. Right.
0: And and largely, you know, that lead foot big man can't survive. you got to run in this no. game. Yes,
1: you do. You have to run because the lead foot big man has to chase Draymond Green. Exactly.
0: And, right. and you got to get up the court. By the time he gets up the court, the shot is up. The, you the know, it's up.
1: Right. Yeah. So, again, that's being phased out. And then you also look at um, Andre Iguodala, who you can throw on this, You can throw on that high scoring swing man, a LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And so then when they're depressed offensively, as they were in the uh, Memphis series, as they were in the uh, finals against Cleveland, they can still grit and gut out those games and win. Why? Because they can do what the Phoenix Suns could not do. Right? Yes. They can play that defensive game. Another one, Clay Thompson is also a real, a very good defender because you'll see where Steph Curry isn't good, they'll put Clay Thompson on the opposing point guard because this league is littered with point guards. Namely, I think they when they played Oklahoma City, they do not have Steph Curry. They don't want Steph Curry guarding the force of nature that is Russell Westbrook, right? Right. They play Thompson, you move him over. Okay, so these are the, some of the things you see where they're able to hide the deficiencies that Curry may have. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could exploit Steve Nash. And if Freeze
0: curry up to just launch play, those. Play offense. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so. That's what he's about to do. Uh, by the way, just so you know, for LeBron against Golden State in the finals, he shot 39.8% from the field. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So if we go <laughs> backing up there. Now, you were talking about. Before we started recording, Kevin Durant, he had something to say to the media.
1: Oh, yes. First of all, let's just say the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, I almost always want to say state, Oklahoma City Thunder are, they're my favorite team in the league. Um, they are more we're talking relics of the past he and Russell, yes. Russell are kind of that you say throwback but I don't mean throwback to like the 80s I mean back to the early 2000s yeah those guys that can score anywhere on the floor that can get anywhere they want they take the shot that the, that they are able to create that the defense. I don't say the defense gives them, but if the defense is taking away certain things, I like players that are able to hurt you in the other areas. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're if you're playing me or you're are you're, you're you're overplaying my right hand, I need the guy that can go left and do damage. That kind of thing. You yep. know, over, oversimplify it. And
0: it's kind of like with Golden State. They it's split up with players. Okay, yeah, take right. away. You take away Curry, Iguodala comes in. Uh, right. You know, and and uh, up, Draymond Green comes in. Draymond Green. Thompson. Right. Even okay. they got a guy back
1: recently. I think it's a dynamite player um, in Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. A guy who can score you know also is a really you know a pretty good defender. So you have these other guys that are lined up behind Curry that make Curry possible.
0: Right. So Curry can be the MVP of the regular season (laughs) and not the MVP right? when it comes to the time when the bacon is supposed to be brought home. Okay. Right.
1: And that's why, you know, when people tend to try to compare Curry to some of those other players, I kind of cringe a bit. I don't like it. You
0: know, uh, know, and, and like we talk about, and I like to mention, you do have to consider what the league is now. Yes, and right. it's it, it's not even fair to Curry to compare him. It's not, it's not
1: absolutely not fair.
0: Right, like, he is an animal of this league. Yes, uh, he and his team are perfect for this league. The team has been built for this league. He knows his role in this league. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see how he would respond to the league as it was. Right, what would he be able to do? What he does now, what kind of player would he become? But we don't know that. We don't. So right. you know but we like to almost wait the difficulty of the league when it comes to scoring the ball and yes. right now it's just easier to do so i I would agree 100%. that's why you get people scoring 40 something points 50 something points Jimmy Butler and you go well how did that happen yeah you know? <laughs> right um, and if
1: you like if you look up like for instance Jimmy Butler's what a 22 a game guy yeah but this past week even I think it was this week he had a 40 game a 40 point half. Yeah, half. And happened, then a 53-point yeah. game following maybe a couple yeah. of days
0: later. So you start looking at saying, now okay. the 53-point well, game wasn't overtime. True. <laughs> Nonetheless,
1: you know, you look at it and you go, okay, well, how does a guy score two points in one half and then 40 in the second? That kind of thing. And you see a As lack Clay of – Thompson.
0: Yeah, you, Clay you Thompson see a lack of
1: – Well, he's the king of, like, the 35-point quarter. Right. <laughs> but I think that the thing is, it's just reinforcing you don't have the, the diversity in – a singular player like you used to have, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, a Tracy McGrady is going to give you, I mean, 35 consistently. Then he's going to throw in a 60 point game, a couple, right. you know, or Vince Carter, where, you know, it, it was, it was one, I don't know if this was, um, I think it was maybe 2001, 2000, 2001 playoffs where you had Iverson and Vince Carter and those guys are putting up 40 point games. And it's like, whoa, what do we have going on here? And this was a time when they did still play defense, where really, and I believe even Tracy McGrady's gone on record as saying because of the way the defenses were then, and they had loosened the illegal defense rules where you didn't necessarily have to play that that that, that uh, deliberate man-to-man that maybe Michael Jordan and those guys saw, where you could vary your health defense. And it was a lot harder to score when you could not shoot off of the dribble and really wreak havoc in that mid-range area. Mm-hmm. Right? So you really don't need that element now to be a big scorer. You could be a little more one-dimensional depending on the team you're playing with or the guys you're playing with right. that can allow you to ascend to this level scoring-wise. That are, uh, again,
0: and it's the, the expectation of the league is, okay, stand out there and shoot threes. You couldn't you do that, that before. The no. That's <laughs> your butt down. They're like, how, <laughs> how many threes are you going to take? So, you know, it's, the whole culture is new. Um, but, back right. to, but back to Durant and West Oklahoma, Georgia, Oklahoma City, Georgia. right. And, Oklahoma. And that i.
1: Right. Really, that was a leader because Durant, who has really been going at the media and I've been enjoying every, every minute of it. Mm. Um, th- this week made a comment about them being overlooked.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they the are third in the West.
1: Right. Because typically when we talk about the NBA and who, and who can win the finals, who are the real upper echelon contenders? Uh, we talk about three teams. Okay. Right. We talk about Golden State. We talk about Cleveland. Yep. And we talk talking about San Antonio. That's right. Those are the three in the conversation for these are the teams that can win it all. Yeah. They are. But I would contend, I agree with Kevin Durant, where I think Oklahoma City, if they're healthy. That's the okay, question. It's definitely a championship contender. Especially when you get into, as we talked about, we have the regular season. Mm-hmm. we have When you get into that seven game best four out of seven series, Westbrook and Durant are the kinds of guys you want because you can't scheme them. That's right. What they what what they give you in the regular season is gonna be they at least gonna give you that in the playoffs, and they'll probably have a bit a pick up a little bit
0: through aggressiveness
1: mm-hmm. and sense of the moment.
0: Yes. Especially uh Durant. Especially Durant, right. Well, Westbrook, Westbrook is 100 miles an hour yeah. all the time. Yeah, always.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's the playoffs every every day for him. So, right. So, to to this point, um, he kind of, you know, said, you know, you guys don't give us a chance. And basically, you know, I'm just going to read what he said. Um, quote, man, the media and experts are always trying to nitpick us. Kevin Durant said they don't like how Russell Westbrook talks to the media. They don't like how I talk to the media. So obviously, yeah, they're not going to give us the benefit of the doubt. So he has his issues with, as I do, the media and how they cover people and all
0: things. Well, now, you know, the media needs its narratives or they need their narratives. Yes. OK. And when it comes to them, everybody, look, reporters have deadlines. <laughs> right. They got to get these stories out. They got to get their reports out if they're on air. They don't have time. To think through all the nuances of real life. Instead, <laughs> right. instead they want to write their version of Lord of the Rings. We have the good versus yeah. the bad. Okay? Right. We have Mordor versus the Shire. <laughs> and right. when you come into the league, they will put you where you belong, and you can't escape it. Ask Kobe Bryant. Right. They will put you where you belong. Okay? Ask
1: Cousins. Demarcus the, the Cousins. Right. They yeah. will determine... Okay, you come in. Kobe Bryant's a great example because it's oh he'll never be, right? They mm-hmm. they, they set you off. They go oh well he'll never be this because they don't like you for whatever reason. Okay, after they do that, you will spend an a, you could spend an entire career proving them wrong, but they will always come up with something to try to undercut what you've done. That's this right. Is what they do. Yes. LeBron James on the flip side, who they have been crowning.
0: Since before he came into the league. Since, since before he came into the, the league. league. You have to remember the commercials. Pass, 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 <laughs> pass. Fire. Everybody remembers. Where
1: there, there was this idea that the way to basketball greatness was through the assist stat.
0: And that was because of him, because they chose him as their guy. It right. changed the narrative. Since Jordan, it was all about scoring until <laughs> they decided, since they whiffed on Kobe. Yes choose LeBron, and he's a great passer. Right. So let's make that the virtue. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Right. Also, Russie, villain. They already painted. You know, the when villain. It comes, when it comes to Durant, that's interesting. Because Durant would be one of their heroes. But he, he fights. He fights against that. Durant is a, you
1: can tell he's a, 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 a student of history. Yes. Um... He doesn't and want to
0: play their game.
1: He doesn't. Yeah. Kevin Durant is mild-mannered. Yes. Um, Kevin Durant, um, if you look at him offensively from a skill set standpoint, could do more damage. He could be individual. a Tracy McGrady. He really oh, could Oh, yes. He is – Kevin Durant backs off of his talent to me. Yes. I would say too much. Too much. Yes. Kevin Durant, I think if he decided and woke up to say, I'm just going to lead this league in scoring and be done with it.
0: He could and do I think a full-on Yes, I think he oh. could get
1: anywhere from 32 a game, maybe into the mid-30s. Depending yeah, 35. On what, why not? Depending on what defenses want to do with him. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: But but he's, see, the problem in this league, though, if he really decided, he's a good three-point shooter. Yes. and so it, He's so an efficient, problem. yes. He's an yeah. efficient. Yeah, yes. no problem getting up a bunch of threes and getting my 35 a game. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, so, you know... But like, he's he, like you said,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now he he does have a mean streak when he decides to have one, but it's not like you look at Russell Westbrook. It's always on. Always right. go. He's mm-hmm. he always plays like someone has offended him. They which have. I love. <laughs> which I love. Well, they have right. And he keeps. He keeps. You know, you have to re up on that too. You have to find things to be
0: upset with. But how likely do you think it is for them to go all the way this season? We it's mentioned healthy. Healthy. a lot of times with them is injuries, health. Yes, And
1: yeah. I, you know, I have a bit of a problem with the third member of the trio, Serge Ibaka. Yes, I think he's turned into too much of a finesse dude. And um he used to like be the to... shot blocker kind of guy. Now yeah, he's, like he got, you know, he's he's diversified his off- offensive game, which is great. But I think Is that what you call it? good offensive player whereas before he was limited
0: and he decided to focus more on the defensive side I think that's waned a bit and that's a problem he is still limited on the offensive and he needs to focus back on defense and figure out how he fits into that team's culture here's
1: the thing they don't need that
0: that's what I'm saying yes
1: Now they have another big guy there I can't think of his name um, more of a tra- They're just a tra- more of a traditional team to me. Yes. And the thing is, like I said, when you get into a series, if they're healthy, I don't know what you do with Durant and Westbrook in a seven-game, in a four-out-of-seven series. That mm-hmm. is tough. The Spurs can deal with that. Hmm. But can Golden State? I don't know. Yeah, the Spurs can because the Spurs have uh, arguably the great- greatest greatest defem- perimeter defender in the game. And Mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard, ask LeBron James and a whole host of others about that, who also is a a very good
0: offensive player, even a great one in the system that they run. That's the key. And here's the thing. When it comes to the great Greg Popovich,
1: he's
0: not going to put you on his team unless there's a role for you on his team. So it starts with him. My favorite coach of all time. Uh, You know what, I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you. Yes. Um, So because of what we're saying here, Mm -hmm. he understands not only his team, but also how his team fits in the league. So when the league shifted, he shifted. (laughs) I don't don't think he liked it, but he did it because he's like, look, I need to win. And he will find those guys where you go, who in the world is that? But they work in the system because he knows. So for Kawhi Leonard, he chose Kawhi Leonard and knew where to put him. And Kawhi Leonard, to his credit, put in the work and goes develop. along with it. Yes. he. Yes.
1: And I think Popovich has been on record as saying he, when he saw Kawhi Leonard, he could project and see him turning into this. Yes. Because I don't think many people could because when and he first he's such started, an
0: interesting player scout because he works on both ends
1: yes he does and i think he could also we talk about guys that would they fit into the other eras i think he's one of them now yeah. do i think he i don't think he rises offensively to the level of the guys we talked about? the the guys like that but I mean who does these are all-time great scoring talents but he's he's a a solid right and especially in a situation where your offense and your scheme that Popovich has and the players he has around Kawhi can play to a point where the defense is moving so a lot of times Kawhi Leonard deals with the defender that's running at him Mm-hmm. Or is it set when we say scoring against the set defense? If you take Kawhi Leonard and maybe put him on a team that isn't successful, one of the the the, the, lead, the lesser teams in the league, he may have more of a problem scoring against the defense that's trying to stop him. And yes. when guys are set and dug into their positions, the help is set, things like that. And he has to score against that. That is
0: exactly
1: where guys can do that. Again, this is not to put down guys that can't. When I talk about guys that can score, against set defenses, and put up 30 on average, these are rare. Okay, they're, so they're the superstars.
0: They, Everybody, yes,
1: but these those are those guys. Are right, these are guys that that are. I mean, uh, Tracy McGrady is not normal. No, Kobe Bryant obviously is, is all time. Right, that's okay. not normal. Right. Allen Iverson is not normal. I mean, he's the guy that shot a low percentage traditionally. I think low 40s. In his yes. era, but I think if you if you were to drop a young Allen Iverson in the league now,
0: but because the, the problem would be you can't touch him. that's right. He, <laughs> would, he would he would average sixty. Can, can, can you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking.
1: Yeah, yeah, Can you imagine him in this league without being able to touch or yet in being in the situation where he drives to the hoop and you get near him?
0: He'd be stepping over everybody. Not just, uh, <laughs> not, not just, not just Yeah, Right. So it's just we want
1: to make these comparisons because we really have to think when the media has jumped on a guy and they want to make them this all time great and ignore other people. Yeah. Let's not fall into that trap. But to Oklahoma City. Remember Oklahoma City back they they what, what year did they make the finals and they lost to the Heat? That was that the Heat first championship? Yeah, that might be it. People forget they made it to the finals as Mm -hmm. pups, Mm -hmm. right? And they put up really good numbers. They just didn't have the wherewithal as a team. Mm -hmm. Um, They hadn't been there before. They were playing against, you know, a Dwayne Wade who who had had won a title, who had been in those kinds of wars, who came up maybe with a Shaquille O'Neal, who was there to at least show how this is done. They were really out there on talent at that time. And they were able to get that far. Then. Now, again, different league. But I definitely think when you get into, as we said, when you get into that postseason situation and things slow down, because it doesn't matter in the postseason, things are going to slow down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Teams are going to slow you down. They're going to be able to come up with schemes and game plans where, because they know they don't have to see another team tomorrow night, that they have to come up with a different scheme. If I'm in the regular season, right, and I have to play Golden State on Monday and then I have to turn around and play Memphis on Wednesday, I don't have time, okay, to put in a scheme that's directly, you know, a scheme in place to stop Golden State on Monday. I have to mm-hmm. throw something in, turn around, get ready for the next team so you don't have time to really come up with that all-encompassing game plan. Here's how we want to play uh, 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 Steph Curry, okay, for two weeks. Okay, yeah. we want to force them this way. The help is going to come from this way. You can all coach that in. You can coach that in and have guys get repetitions on it because you got to beat a team four times. You're looking at two weeks here. Yeah. So it's a completely different game you're playing. Bring that back to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, as we said.
0: Oh, and by the way, Scout, that was 2012, and you're right. That was the Heat's first
1: championship. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you look at, and again, you have guys in Oklahoma City that can transcend that game planning. That's why I always give them a chance. Okay, I don't right. care how you scheme them. You ain't stopping Russell Westbrook. I don't care. You know.
0: Yeah, and that is the point of the playoffs. That is why. Yes. Um, that's why. Again, I keep going back to Golden State's construction. That's why it's so important with the players they have. The complimentary players are the key to them. Yes. Um, and and but in the Thunder's case, as you're saying, Durant Westbrook are the compliments and the main dish and everything yes. else. So right. it, it, that's why if when with their injuries, uh, it's problematic because you don't have someone who could come in to fill in the void as well. Exactly,
1: they're, they're they're an old school team. They're driven by their stars mm-hmm. through and through. Oh yes, for all of it. I mean, even even Westbrook Durant has improved in, as a defender, but Westbrook is a lights out perimeter defender. Yeah, yeah. You know, he um, you could even put him on a, a two guard or a swing man three, and he can you know cause problems. So, and
0: that's again, he's a. A tall dude, you know.
1: Yes, it works but, for I think is six three, six four. But he even plays. I think his limbs are a little long for his size. He plays, yeah, big. yeah.
0: for for his For his position, he plays big, and the same thing with Durant. I mean, for positions, yes. they're tall. You know, I um, mean, Durant is
1: like six eleven. I mean, Durant is right. taller than Surge.
0: And it's like bottom. what you were saying with the big guys being able to move like guards. Uh-huh. You know, he fits into that as well. Um, right.
1: So I think you know, they are again. They've had health issues with. Westbrook's had some knee issues, and that's Durant, we know, has them. had the foot issues. They have, haven't have really been healthy enough to mount a, a, a strong run since maybe, what, what year was that again? That was 2012 when they 2012, lost the finals. Right, and then maybe the year after they made a run. I'm not sure how far they got. I think the Spurs may have gotten a move. We haven't even talked about the Spurs machine. Yeah.
0: They may have because that's 2013, and you know Spurs with their odd years.
1: I think they, right, I think the Spurs beat them in an epic series that year. I think it was one of those. Um, so do I think they have a shot? Absolutely. Do I think they should be included in this narrative? Absolutely. But, you know, again, these stat geeks, like I said, have hij- hijacked everything. So these media people, look at these stats.
0: Oh, they're top
1: quartile in this, but they're in middle of the pack in defensive efficiency.
0: <laughs> so that means X, Y, and
1: Z in this. this is good- look, let me tell y'all something. Don't latch on to that. And, and the problem is, really, where my hair—my hair—is on fire about this, is that the league has bent to the will of these stat geeks. Yes, that, which has outlawed certain shots in the mid-range. But,
0: but remember, it's like what you
1: said—it's like what you said. It used to yep. be a time where a coach would say, "Don't shoot all those threes or "I'm yeah. sitting you down." That's right. Now, with the advent of these ridiculous stats, not all of them are ridiculous, but some of these stats, I mean, come on. These efficiency numbers, PER and all this trash, mm-hmm. okay, has had an effect on the league without the coaches are saying, look, don't shoot that 17-footer.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, it's all a part of business. It's all a part of business, you can have these stats there. You can monetize them. You have fantasy. You have the media driving them. It just makes it all better. So the NBA goes, why not change for this? Because they are the league of stars. Yes. So they want the media to court them to give us the you know the Mordor versus the Shire. They want all of that going on. So the you know Nate, uh, what's his name? From Nate Silver. Is that his name? No, the you know, the five three eight dot com not 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 no not not Nate Silver uh five thirty eight. Um who's the commissioner of the league now? I forgot his name. Oh geez. I, you know, I'm so uh anyway, so you know it's like That's
1: terrible. Sorry, Commission.
0: Sorry. But <laughs> you know
1: what um, We're from the David Stern era. I knew it was a silver, Adam Adam. Sarah, yeah. So Adam Remember the Silver Dark goes, Lord David Third Era.
0: Yeah, you're right. Adam Silver goes, bring it on. Yeah, let's do all of that. We can cater to this because we need money. I mean, it is a business. Uh, but the, yes. speaking of businesses, what about the Cleveland Cavaliers? Because they are the juggernaut in the East. Uh, Kyrie Irving is back. Kyrie. Can I just talk
1: about him for a second? Because I love yeah. Kyrie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he is um
1: Really, I've spoken about Steph Curry and how he plays the game, especially now, post-Mark Jackson. Um, whereas I look at Kyrie Irving and skill-wise, offensively, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a better point guard in the game. He's the best ball-handling point guard in the league. Um, he he plays... See, again, like I said with Steph Curry, there, there's a bit of a... Again, I call it chicken-with-his-head-cut-off style where he's just running around... I don't, I don't know what the goal is. It's, it's chaos. Whereas well, Kyrie you do Irving. Know what the,
0: you know what the goal is. I is, know what the ultimate goal is, but the, it's the a arrival. To get that ball. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but it, it, it's madness. It's, it's chaotic. Whereas Kyrie Irving is a much more refined game to me. Mm hmm. Okay, Kyrie Irving also doesn't eschew the mid range. He'll play in the mid range. He'll take what the defense presents or what he's able to mine from the defense. Um, so I'm a huge Kyrie Irving fan. Um, but like you were saying to the, that's my, um, soliloquy or, or panegyric. When it comes to Kyrie Irving, it'll be yeah. more of that to come, but, You know, um, but the point is, I think what you're saying is, as far as the elite team, the teams that we think can win, um, Golden State, we talked about, uh, and everyone talks about San Antonio and Cleveland are the three that everyone talks about, and we're gonna we're gonna shoehorn Oklahoma City in there, health permit, you know, permitting. Yes, um, but really, that's a lot of teams. But they uh, most of most, I think what we're saying to put a, a, a bow on that is, of all the teams, they can least the afford an in injury, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City. Right. Yes. their margin for error is a little tighter but um, again to Cleveland now how do we want to attack the Cleveland conversation um, do we want to talk LeBron James well, you've got to go to the King don't you well there's been some talk about his decline I believe
0: yeah some people are saying that
1: and, and, and again I think that has something to do with the rise of Steph Curry as well It does. They have a new horse to ride, you all. They do.
0: I mean, they really, they just dropped LeBron. I mean, (laughs) look, I mean, what happened? That was your darling. And now it's like, LeBron who? Whatever he's done is moving on to Curry.
1: Right. I believe there was even an article written about players declining
0: in his age i mean they've really started right. they really started the wheel on him probably. and you know the main word with the media is prognostication they have got to be ahead of the story i mean kobe <laughs> was retiring five years ago you know, <laughs> right. this is what they do uh, but you know why isn't garnett and paul pierce retiring they still playing don't they need to go to um but for, <laughs> for lebron if you Since they're all into stats, it's surprising, Scout, because LeBron is playing about the same minutes this season as last mm-hmm. season. Slightly less, but that's negligible. He has a more attempts per game from the field. And a higher field goal percentage. He's shooting 50.2% from the field this season so far. 50.2%. Now his three-point percentage is down. Now you're
1: getting into it. This is what they've used, or what they're beginning to use to take him down, Mm -hmm. which is there was recently, I think someone posted something, I don't know, one of these hacks, um, stat hacks, about his um, mid-range shooting and his three-point shooting being really, I think he was the worst in the league, percentage-wise, in these areas of the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, here's the thing. He's never been a good shooter. Inconsistent is what I would call him as a shooter throughout his career. Um Now, that's the thing. When you hone in on statistics, okay, yep. they eliminate context. So there was a time where statistically his shooting was, the numbers that would pop up if you crunched them looked pretty good. But look, LeBron James ain't no fool, folks. He, no. is, acutely, he is acutely aware of what shots to take to keep his numbers at a certain level. LeBron is not, would I put it this way? LeBron is not like, you You look at the some of the scoring greats that we talk about, um, again, uh, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, whereas they don't think in those terms. of Michael Jordan, yeah. Michael Jordan, whereas, okay, uh, I ain't taking that shot. I may miss it and that kind of thing. It's okay. First of all, I can make this shot. And really, that's not the thought process. The thought process is, boom, I've created an opening. Right. I'm elevating and shooting this shot
0: because Yeah, you gotta take it to make it. Right, because of
1: course I'm gonna make this shot. Right. Okay. Now to make a misleague, and that's fine, but the point is the mentality with LeBron James is I gotta be almost sure I'm gonna make this shot. Mm Mm-hmm. So some of the tough shots you see with some of these other guys who have honed their skills to a level where they don't even see defenders. You can't stop this shot. It's three people around me. I don't even see him. He's not that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Rod's waiting for an open shot. And even if you'll see him, if he catches the ball and he's wide open, he'll hesitate on it. It's yeah. always thought. He's always thinking. He's not a every player, right? There's not a lot of artistry to what he does. Right. Very deliberate. So looking at that, I don't ever – Take his numbers at face value. I don't think he was ever as good a shooter as maybe the numbers said in years before. I don't think he's as bad as they're saying now. I don't think yeah. he's the worst uh worst uh mid range shooter in the game. But I don't think he's nearly as good as they try to make him out to be when they were trying to use him against Kobe Bryant.
0: Well he's not a shooter. He can't shoot. Uh I mean, like, right. he, he maybe deficiency. It. Yeah, he like he wishes the ball into the move. I don't know how he does it, but the mechanics are all off. Um yeah. so there are all yeah. kinds of it's things. A deficiency that- we would have- yeah. yeah, now now LeBron is also uh, on a team where he has Kyrie Irving, whom we mentioned, and Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. So there's only one ball, right? And um, you
1: know, also what's unique in this case, he's playing with a point guard or a ball handler who's elite at at well, an elite ball handler. I'll call him in Kyrie Irving. So, yeah. and previously, again, the whole thing with LeBron used to be he's playing with a bunch of no names and he's carrying the Cleveland, prior to the Miami situation, right. he carried the Cleveland Cavalier team of no names to great heights mm-hmm. this was really the narrative and why people would say, oh LeBron is the greatest player in the league, you know this mm-hmm. was the whole, when it was the Kobe-LeBron duel which was ridiculous okay, I'm saying that for the record, in, in no way, shape or form is LeBron James the equivalent of Kobe Bryant but nevertheless I digress this is when you used to have this it's who was around him and how he got his team to excel and put up these numbers efficiency wise and volume wise mm-hmm. in, in the face of you know these players he had to endure exactly right so now you look and you say okay because LeBron makes everyone better that was really the narrative Oh, Kobe doesn't make people better. This was really what they used to say. LeBron makes people around him better, which is evidenced by this team full of no names. He has dragged into the
0: finals to be swept. And conveniently in that argument, they ignore the stats.
1: Yes, the stats
0: of the players around. It's Yeah, that was always interesting because... They they ignore, you know, what the, yeah. if the player comes to the team how they did before and then yeah. comes to the team. Yes. And then if they leave the team, <laughs> check some of those players who played with Kobe. Just check them. Check them. go ask Trevor Ariza about about it. Yeah, if you
1: want, him. if you guys just want to do a, a high level cursory analysis of guys that look at guys that that what they did before prior to playing with Kobe Bryant, and then look at the numbers when they played with them. I'm just saying, just take a look, and then do the same thing for LeBron. LeBron has killed many a, a dude. Larry Hughes comes to mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin Love is in the midst of that now. If you look at his Minnesota days. Okay, Guys take a dip Okay this is two guys Some other guys but anyway Nevertheless I digress He is playing with a guy that handles the ball An elite ball handler An elite point guard Which he never had to before Now according to the narrative This should help LeBron right
0: Yes But it's
1: not his numbers are down
0: Now you know um, uh, Kyrie just came back He did So we're going to see what happens to LeBron's numbers even more so. Because I think Kyrie has played 12 games this season. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so he's starting to get his legs.
0: Yeah, so we're going to see how that changes. How does that affect Kevin Love again? Does he get squeezed out a little more? Um,
1: Kevin Love is a a story and struggle. (laughs) I mean, even if you look at him, if you look at him now, he's not. What's he averaging these days? 15 a game. His shooting is, I think, in the low 40s.
0: Yeah. Um, A a, a
1: larger... Here's the thing with... I've always contended with LeBron James. He makes everyone a three-point shooter.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's everything he's drawn and kicked with him, which the bulk of his assists come from that sort of thing. He's not a... uh, Which is always... I used to always put up this fight with him being a great passer. Uh, because I when you say great passer to me, I'm thinking I've talked about this before, your Jason Kids, your right. your um your your Magic Johnson's people like that, Ray Rondo is one. Mm-hmm. Guys that find people in in tight areas. Yes. Give you the ease the layup. They reveal you and I've always said I know a great passer when if I'm watching TV and I see him play, I don't see the lane mm-hmm. until they throw the pass. Yep right they, they reveal the lane through the pass so right. or or you can call him a seeing eye pass I believe someone called them. but LeBron always made the obvious pass to me the guy that's open in the corner right um, mm-hmm. he would get an assist a lot of times off of set plays where the, the coach would draw up a play and he'd be the trigger man um, so always you can't always count assists and even going to one of my favorite guys we talked about Russell Westbrook is really up there in assists but I don't think he's a great passer Right. He necessary. just had the ball. He got the ball. You're right. And he's a good passer. Mm-hmm. But he's not Jason Kidd. I don't care if he he may be. He, I think he's at maybe high eights or nine a game. Mm-hmm. But he's not Steve Nash. And, again, that's art artistry, like you said, and creativity comes into it. So same thing with LeBron. I don't think he's a creative passer, per se. I think he's a good one. No. Right, so so to your point, um, it's it's really interesting to watch him play with better players, which was always supposedly the elixir, yeah, mm-hmm. for him being swept out of these finals or, or playing poorly in these finals. Mm-hmm. Um, right, well, he has two of them now.
0: Yeah, and he had him in Miami.
1: He did. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So um,
1: look at that. I mean, I would. I would fight you on whether kevin love was ever a great player i mean i know in minnesota because he's of, not again, a
0: great player no,
1: remember in minnesota the stats the way his stats look you had these arguments i mean people forget okay the worldwide leader espn and all these people had these stat arguments for how great kevin love was and remember cleveland uh gave up andrew wiggins Mm-hmm to bring Kevin Love into the fold. And I think that's going to turn around
0: and haunt them because I'm a big Andrew Wiggins fan. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if LeBron's in his decline, as they say, it's got to. Right. Um, uh, But let's end on this. Okay. If we have a repeat of last year's finals, if it is Cleveland versus Golden State, Mm -hmm. let's say that Kyrie doesn't get injured. Remember everybody that happened at the end of game one. You did. Of that series. And they didn't have Kevin Love. That's right. Right. How do you think? I don't even think that I mean, matters. I don't, hey, don't think that bit, hey, I I don't even,
1: I'm going to say, tell you how I feel about that, because I get all of this. Again, everyone was... Feel nit- about what? Wait a face. minute,
0: Scout. Feel about what?
1: This finals thing. Cause Cause I got I mean, guys,
0: let me ask you this pointed question, though.
1: Okay. I, was, I see you, you You raised my blood pressure. I know. I, I saw it happening. I saw it happening. Right, saw it right, happening. Right.
0: What do you think is going to happen... In regards to Kyrie versus Curry.
1: That, you know, I think I think Kyrie eats him up.
0: We saw glimpses of that in, in the that first
1: game. game he, did. he did. And Kyrie, I think, was even hobbled a bit coming in before he had the catastrophic injury.
0: He was, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think, again, I think Kyrie mentally is the kind of player I like where he's going to look at Steph Curry and say, okay, he's the best. I'm coming for him. He's that kind of personality to me. So I mm-hmm. think Curry will have to deal with an elevated level of Kyrie Irving.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, again, and I who's like,
0: going to guard Kyrie?
1: Well, they're going to put Clay Thompson on him. And see, that's where I get a little. When we want to do the the whole player comparison, I get a little annoyed when you're switching people off like that. Right. Let we'll them guard each other. I agree. Why play Thompson over because see they can get away with that because J.R. Smith is a, really a three-point shooter, so you can put Steph Curry on J.R. Smith and not have to worry about if J.R. Smith even starting. I believe right. he is. J.R. Smith or even the guy with the high-top fade, Shumpert. <laughs> Shumpert, right? They're two guards. Okay, you can put Curry on because they're not. You don't have to worry about them taking them in the pinch post or in the post or playing the the height deficiency game with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, you can get
1: away with that. It's a really clean switch. Yeah, so I think the Golden State brass is smart enough not to have Curry guard
0: Kyrie Irving. But Curry the bulk is of the Curry time. is his Curry is fully aware of how great he is. Just ask him. So oh, of course. he is not you, humble. Yeah, <laughs> if you got a mouth like that, and I don't know how many people know this, but if they you don't, they don't about, advertise it. Yeah, if you talk about yourself like that, you should say you better leave me. On Kyrie Irving, this is my challenger. I need to slay him, not only by launching threes, but also (laughs) by stopping him. So, you know, I I hope that that's what he does, because remember, he's the greatest clutch player since Jordan. So I think what,
1: what my brother's talking about, just to let you all know who aren't aware of this, if you really dig into some of the quotes that Steph Curry has made, Um, I don't think the people who are in a fan of the humble athlete, I don't think you'd be too happy.
0: Right. He talks a
1: lot of. Yeah, that's fine by me. I'm fine but
0: back it up.
1: Yes. But if you're gonna talk like that, you need to go to your coach and say, "Uh uh-uh, put me on him, as a these historical greats have done, as Kobe Bryant notoriously in the finals where um, Paul Pierce was eating up poor Ron Artest, there's audio of him walking to the bench at a timeout saying, put me on him. Right. In anger. This is greatness. It, it, this is what fuels these performances. And this is what, again, this ties back to those those earlier eras with Alan Allen Iverson. There was also a competitor in there. They exactly. were there to compete. Okay. Yeah, you may be taller than me, but I'm going to fight you. Right. Or you may have something over me. I'm going to fight you. Oh, you are supposed to be better than me. I'm guarding you. And the great player, the truly great player goes to the coach. The coach may say, look, sit down somewhere. I ain't listening to you. Fine. But you really need to go even before the game in the office, before the series to say, look, it's my responsibility. I'm the leader of this team. I'm the MVP. I get the accolades. I want a chance on him. And again, if Kyrie comes out and scores forty, and the coach says, "Listen, I can't look, I can't afford that," then yeah, yeah. right. But you gotta, you gotta stick your neck out. Yeah, you want those that crown, and I think Kyrie Irving's that kind of guy. He said, mm-hmm. "Look, I want him. I want him." Russell Westbrook, we know that's that competitive yeah. level. Greatness is many facets of greatness, and it's not just some stat or efficiency number that they want to throw at you.
0: Right, now, and, and everybody, this is not to hate on Curry. No. it's more to balance the coverage i mean we we've got to take the rose colored glasses off yes I, it's exciting i know it's it's thrilling it's new to see somebody doing what he's doing uh but let's come back to the real world for a second <laughs> and and put this into the proper perspective right um, especially so just early hit. on yeah and, yeah and again
1: this is early on they have one title he is what in his mid-20s it's a yeah. lot of ball left for that, that that guy to play, so let's let him play it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. I'm just pointing out where what I see now. Yes. But I mean, look, if Golden State reels off, you know, it goes off and reels off a repeat or something like that, and Steph Curry, you know, he's gonna have to play a little better, I think, in the bigger moments and against certain. Oh, players. definitely
0: better than what yeah. he did. But he can't lose the finals MVP to Ecuador.
1: You can't, you can't allow those sorts of things to happen. It's different when, you know, Kobe's playing with Shaq and Shaq wins them. I mean, that's Shaquille O'Neal. You kind of understand that.
0: Right. Um, and, and then, but I'm just saying, that voting block is for Curry. Yes. So for them to give it to equal dollar, that is a statement.
1: That is. And you can't they're let looking, guys like...
0: Yeah, they're looking them. for any reason to give it to Curry, so...
1: You can't let Della Bedova slow you down. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, you know, look, Tony Allen, I get... Uh, Tell no, him, you got look. You got to see that guy and go, oh, okay.
0: But we'll see. You know, if that happens again, we're going to see because Curry did have a long time to think about what happened. I'm sure he yes. did, and, and it we'll probably see.
1: Fueled his start to this season,
0: exactly. We'll hey, see so. what his response is because he's a, he is an exceptional player on lots of levels.
1: Yes, um, and he so. does have a certain level of competitive arrogance offensively.
0: Right. His mouth will tell you. Yeah. Um, you know, and his father did play in the league, which you cannot discount.
1: No, that, that helps as well. Now, let me close on this because I was about to go into rant mode. Okay. okay. Golden State. Okay. Cleveland, we acknowledged the injuries. Okay. And really, that entire playoff on in both conferences was fraught with injury. It was. Tony Allen going out. We talked I mean, people like saying, and let me just establish this. It was all of this crowing trying to undermine Golden State's title Mm -hmm. because of Cleveland's injuries. Right. Garbage. Complete garbage. I'm not taking any titles away from anyone. First of all, okay, first of all, Cleveland beat Chicago. When uh-huh. Chicago uh-huh. had injury?
0: Pal the Soul played half of that
1: series. I mean, it's Pal Soul. I mean, of course. But the but way was Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, yes. Yeah. I don't want to hear about injuries. Was Derrick, Derrick Rose, Rose worried? was worried about his board meeting? Well, so <laughs> he he wasn't out. I don't think. I think he was hobbled or he just came yeah, to Anyway, there were injuries throughout. Uh, Atlanta had taken an injury with um without yeah. So I don't let me tell y'all something. I don't want to hear about what Cleveland would have done if. Kevin Love didn't get hurt in the Boston series. Because first of all, I think that helped them. Because if you look yeah. at the Golden State series, the way we talk, Kevin Love is a below average defender. Yep. So by removing him, going into that Golden State series, you had Tristan Thompson, Sinbad. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Tristan Thompson, who was a, who helps them defensively and helped them, their defensive dynamic was a result of that injury, in, in my opinion. It allowed them to slow Golden State down and stay in the series. So I don't look at it like a lot of people, all these LeBron James uh, pacifists. Mm-hmm. I mean, not pacifists, pacifiers. That's the word I want. Whereas oh, apologists. He, apologists. He didn't have his people around. Him. Mm-hmm. No, garbage. Yeah. They were allowed to play a way that I think stymied Golden State as a result of the Kevin Love injury. So I look at this and say, if Kevin Love is healthy, I don't think that helps Cleveland if they see them
0: again. But they will have Kyrie.
1: I think Kyrie helps them, but I think Kevin Love will hurt. Yeah. yeah, Especially when, let me tell you where it'll hurt, in that screen roll game. Especially when you can use a guy like Draymond Green who can pop. And when I say pop, used to mean pop to a mid-range shot. No, I'm talking about pop out to the three. Right. When you got to chase him, when you run that with Steph Curry, and Steph Curry comes off of that screen and Kevin Love's there, yeah, oh, it's curtains. I think that hurts them. Right? So, look, you can say what you want about that. First of all, they won the title. That's the end of the discussion for me.
0: Yeah, end of the discussion. And this wasn't a shortened season.
1: Right. So stop nitpicking Golden State's title if anyone's still doing it. I know they were in the beginning, but stop doing it. I don't
0: think they're doing it now. Everybody's drowning
1: in curry love. Right, right. Well, yeah, we've transitioned, but, and and that is how I want to wrap this up, because you asked me, do I think what'll happen this year if they meet again? Yeah. If they're healthy, it'll be interesting. I think Kevin Love hurts them, but Kyrie Irving helps. Yeah. Because not only can you use Kyrie Irving, but you can also bring Della Vadova off the bench to harass Steph Curry. Yep. If you do have some incongruency in when people are playing what minutes and, you know, if you don't bring – like, sometimes coaches will take guys – I'm going over. I'll just end with this. Sometimes coaches will take a guy and they'll say, okay, if you take Steph Curry out, I'll take uh, uh, Kyrie Irving out and rest them in unison so that when they come back in, they can kind of play the same minutes. You're going to have the same matchup. But what it does is it gives uh, Cleveland a – uh, uh, another, it, it pushes Dellavedova where he needs to be, is, which is in a backup role, right. and that helps them. But oh, right. Kevin Love, look, make no mistake, Kevin Love does not help them against Golden State. Draymond Green will go nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be interesting if this happens to see what uh, Coach Black does yes. um, in regards to using Kevin Love, because, you know, I'm not, as I hinted earlier in this episode, I'm not sold on him uh, doing well in that triumvirate no,
1: okay. and again, we talked about it. LeBron, contrary to the narrative, does not make people better. No, he just doesn't. No. So anyway, um, I'm going to leave it there. We got That's- more to come, folks. Don't worry. This is just the beginning of the NBA talk.
0: We have so much more to come. That's the
1: going to down. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we've hit past the hour mark, so we're we're definitely done. Yeah, this episode. we
1: have giving you guys a lot today, so we're going to end this one. Uh, we want to thank the, the basketball GM, well, for his first appearance as the basketball GM. In
0: my new role. I appreciate it.
1: Yes, yes. He will be with us to do basketball and talk basketball
0: stuff. And I'm done for today. How about you, GM? You got anything else to say? No, I don't. Um, when Connoisseurs comes back, who knows what you'll get? It might be football. It might be tennis. It might be basketball. Whatever it is, though, it's going to be informative and exciting, and it'll make you think. Yes, it will. All right, folks. Until next time, we out of here. See ya. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sports every Monday at DailyDynamic.com.